0: The Atlantic Dash Row is raising money for two charities, Human and the Dean Farm Trust. In this episode, we discuss why we are supporting Human. Human is a movement to improve and maintain men's mental health through campaigning and the human space. Anonymous, preventative and non-clinical spaces for men to talk, listen and connect on a regular basis. Each of our guys, Matt, Johnny, Martin and Billy, will discuss their personal experience with their own mental health struggles. We also talk to Monkey Fist Adventures co-director Barry, who shares how the last year especially has affected him and his mental health. It was tough to edit. It is tough to listen to, but it is so important that we are able to have these conversations. At this point, I will put a trigger warning out there as we do have several mentions of suicide. So if you are in a position where you feel that this isn't something you want to listen to right now, you might want to skip this episode. If you are struggling with your own mental health and are looking for someone to talk to, human would be a great place to start. You can visit Wearehuman.org for more information. And if you would like to support the guys with their fundraising for this charity, you can find the link to our Just Giving page in the show notes. First up, we talk to Matthew Pritchard.
1: Hi, it's Matthew Pritchard Yeah, When, when I found out that we were going to be doing this uh, role for Human, which is a mental health charity, uh, you know, I, was, I was over the moon to know we were going to be helping a lot of uh, males suffering with mental health. Uh, I, I've suffered uh quite badly with mental health in the past and i've been pretty open about it um i mean years ago i was uh i was in a really bad place i didn't i didn't know what to do with myself I didn't know where i was going next and i was struggling big time i was in a, yeah i was really in a dark place and i was just doing random stuff like jumping in my van and just driving i didn't know where i was driving i didn't know where i was going i was just driving and then i'd end up next to a beach and just sat there in the van just having really terrible thoughts and it was a really bad place to be. And, and then I'd wake up and I'd be like, what the f- what the hell am I doing here? Well, I did that quite a few times. And it came to a head when I just, I just didn't, I just did not know what to do with myself. I was completely and utterly lost. And I bought a big bottle of whiskey and a load, a load of cocaine and, and, I booked myself into a travel lodge hotel down Cardiff Bay. Why I booked myself into there, I do not know. Still to this day, it boggles me why, why I went there. And I just checked in and just went to the room and just sat there getting out my face. And I just had the worst thoughts ever. I just, I just wanted to end it basically. And, uh, it was uh, a, a pretty, um, yeah, it was a pretty tough time. Uh, but the only person, well, the only two people I told really was my mate. Uh, for over twenty five years, Adrian Rook and my fiance. Uh, and I remember when I told Adrian, I think uh he just obviously he was shocked, he couldn't believe that I was in such a bad place. And ever since I'm always open with Aid and he's always open with me. He knows when I'm when I'm down. Uh, when I speak to him, and he always says, "What's up?" so I tell him and uh, vice versa and over the years as well, Kira's been extremely happy she's she's always there for me she's she helped me through a very patch patch a few years ago, and still to the present day, I still suffer badly with my mental health uh, but I try my best to reduce my mental health with exercise uh i I was on Sertraline for quite a few years and I just found that didn't really do much for me. I mean, everyone's different. Uh, I always find exercise is, is the best thing for me. So, uh, if anyone out there needs any advice, uh, try, try exercise, running, cycling, whatever it may be, going to the gym. Uh, I've also gone and seek professional help with counseling. I had CBT as well, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And I found that helped a bit as well. So, uh, I mean, that's how I dealt with it. So when I found out we were, Doing this for human, this row across the Atlantic, to uh, to Antigua, I was really happy to help and uh, send out the message. Uh, let's not forget that 75% of all suicides are male, and that's uh, an alarming number. So if anyone out there is really suffering uh, and needs somebody to speak to or doesn't have anyone close to them to speak to, then... Human have spaces in London, Cardiff, Manchester and Edinburgh. And if you can't get to either of those places, then send them uh, an email or message on uh, online and they will give you a one-to-one uh, chat via the internet. So, yep, uh, this is one of the reasons why I'm really happy to be sporting a great charity like Human. Uh, stay strong, men. Keep rocking. You got it.
2: Hi, this is Johnny Ward, a huge driver for me personally to do the row, considering I'm not a rower, um, was the charities that... Atlantic Dash and the Monkey Fist Adventures are going to be supporting on the road. For a start, they've got big, ambitious targets for fundraising amounts, hopefully $200,000, which is is really something special. And then when we heard about the projects that we will be supporting, it was even more inspirational. So the first one, and one that's close to my heart, is an organization called HUMAN, H-U-M-E-N. Kind of tough subject, really, for everybody, which is why it's so important. It's basically a, a charity that has given men the opportunity to share their stories and their struggles and their stress is and it provides a space for people to do that for men to do that together originally of course it was designed for people to meet once a week in person in various cities but since covid they've been offering a online version which of course wasn't the original plan but it turned out to be really amazing and it's something that i've taken part in personally as well so once a week on a monday i think it's 7 30 he log on to a, a group zoom call and the first it's about an hour long the first half allows people to speak about any personal issues that they have and as you get to know people you understand what they're going through and stuff, and it allows you to understand that all your stresses are—you're not alone in, in struggling with daily life stuff. And then the second half normally centres around a, a kind of pertinent topic in society, and people can voice their concerns and stuff like that. And so it's—I find it really worthwhile. Of course, talking specifically about stuff is is helpful and understanding you're not alone. But more important is the depressing statistics that are starting to get wheeled out now about the biggest killer under forty for men in, in UK is is suicide. Um, And those statistics are only going in one direction. It's getting worse and worse. And now with the COVID crisis and the post-COVID crisis that's clearly going to come, those numbers are going to get worse and worse further still. And me personally, I'm not a a guy too much to talk about my problems. So to even for the for human to exist, to, to try to spread the message that it's okay to struggle and it's okay to talk about struggles is half the battle when it comes to guys like me who internalize all their stresses and that 20 minutes while you try to go to sleep when you're heating up worrying about all your worries in your life that other people are going through that and lots of other people are going through that not the odd person and true strength I guess um, although it's hard to come to terms with true strength is being open to your vulnerability and being able to discuss that and and in that way is the way you can work through it so I've struggled with that all my life I'm 37 now it's only been the last year or two that I've begun to process all the stuff because i get torn between like be a man suck it up no one cares and equally i had no father growing up i just had my mum, my sister and my granny around so i never had any role model in my life to tell me what it is to be a man to tell me how to shave to tell me how to talk to a girl whatever and then i don't want to wallow in self-pity but there is a, a happy medium to be found where you can admit your struggles without necessarily using them as an excuse for any of your shortcomings and human allows people to do just that and then for me recently i've been a very goal or i am a very goal oriented person i'm a type a personality and um, every time i set out one of these big challenges from the outside looking in as a blogger with a like a kind of online profile people think that you're waiting for some elation champagne and celebration when you finish but actually i find myself in a massive rut after all these things, which is a double-edged sword. You're on to the next one and then find yourself perhaps lower than you were before you started, but all for that 20-minute rush when you finish. And the last time I did something big, it took me six to nine months to recover. And that was just, again, me internalizing all my problems at home, drinking too much, eating too much, not waking up to train or to to do any work. And all my projects and my relationships suffered. And now I would imagine after the row, I'm going (laughs) to suffer the same thing again. But this time, hopefully I'll be armed better with the tools to process those emotions and I'll have the support group that Human offers. Every Monday I'll be able to go on and discuss that in a judgment-free zone without feeling weak to do it and that's something I'm actually really looking forward to and I'm delighted that I've stumbled across this way to do that. I don't want to get back into that rut of drinking every every night, thinking that you're having a good time, less productive the next day. You feel down the next day, you drink more again and, and it's a vicious circle as we all know, or many of us know. So Thankfully, Human are there to provide the tools to people like me and millions others and also to showcase that it's one thing to say that you're not alone but it's another thing to say that it's the vast vast swathes of the population are also feeling a bit helpless now and again it's beautiful that human are there to help that and i'm really proud and happy to be able to try to raise money for an organization that provides the space to do that so yeah fingers crossed we'll get through it safely and it would be lovely to think that i wouldn't need their services on the other end but it'll be nice to check in with the guys on a monday and, and get back on the straight and narrow again.
3: It's Martin here. I'm going to Talk a little bit about um, human. Yeah, I suppose every person, male, female, man, woman, child on the planet has issues. It's. I don't think I was really aware of the extent of the um, problems with men, particularly in Britain, when it comes to suicide and things like that. I've had my thoughts over the years, not many, I have to say, but certainly when I was going through a divorce, that's when you know I hit a real, real low patch, and um, the six months before i left i was regularly you know thinking of suicide which isn't a great way to live your life but i was i i knew what i was going to do i mean this is the kind of i don't know me whether it's me or it's you know what people do when they think of suicide you know i worked out How I was going to do it. And, um, you know, and that's kind of quite a strange thing to do because this, these thoughts were in my head. Sometimes every day sometimes several times a day it was i mean i'm not you know saying anybody particularly was at fault but it was due to a marriage breakdown and the stress caused by that marriage breakdown and when you can't see a way out i mean i didn't know what the solution was really although i thought i kind of knew that suicide wasn't the solution for me i'm you know that's i I knew it wasn't a solution for me. I mean, I had two kind of growing children, both sort of late teens. And um, you know, we'd struggled as a family for many years. Uh particularly um, you know, uh, you know, sort of interpersonal relationships. Um, it had been very tough and um you know, we'd had many years of of, of difficulty between the
4: you
3: know the four of us. And yeah, I mean, I just didn't know what to do. I didn't I, – I, a couple of very close friends knew I'd had these thoughts, but I'd also – added the caveat that you know i wasn't going to do it but i was thinking of it so um although they were great help and listened to me um i didn't really expect more from them than that but they were very you know two friends were very good about checking up on me uh it's as simple as that and yeah i i didn't do it because i i you know I, I couldn't leave the children i couldn't leave the children um they had they didn't neither of them had a very good relationship with their mother They had a better relationship with me and so you know i couldn't even think of leaving them and I think I'm quite a positive person. And I, I thought, you know, eventually, you know, life will be better and, you know, we won't be in this bad situation. And, you know, the the way of bringing it finally to an end was I left and uh, I took my daughter Lucy with me. And um, yeah, that was, that was a big moment. And life did improve. I wasn't, it's not like my life was suddenly transformed. It wasn't. I, I, I you know, I wasn't in a great, I wasn't in a great place, but certainly the pressure of the relationship with my um uh, my my partner then was was off i mean she was very much wanting us to get back together as soon as possible and i was assuming that we'd never get back together um but i was kind of leaving that door open a little bit because i thought it was better for all of us if if we thought it might you know we might get back together but i i suppose in my heart of hearts i knew we wouldn't um and it was being put to me to be the person to come back and i didn't think i would be the person coming back it wasn't all over then it's not like i you know left and it was everything was a bed of roses um i lived i moved into a uh, a property that I'd actually been renovating and the renovation wasn't finished. And I just, you know, told the guys to stop and I'd live in it and carry on. Um, it was mostly finished. It's not I lived it, moved into a hovel. It was still perfectly comfy and it had a, it had a working kitchen and, and, and bathroom and things, but yeah. And, and I, I also phoned around my partner, my, I phoned around our mutual friends basically saying, you know, I'm, I'll be okay. Um, but I think you need to invite, um, my, my partner my separated partner to all your social events because i think she'll need support um and i'll just you know i'll just rub along you know i did the kind of you know god big, you know i'm a tough guy not a tough guy but you know i can look after myself i'll be fine and that was <laughs> that's actually quite tough because you know uh, bless them they they did a great job of inviting uh, to everything and then i actually found it quite difficult as it were getting back into those friendships because i'd been you know i, I probably gave six months before i contacted some people and things like that and it was <laughs> maybe that was too generous i don't know the other person i you know great thanks for is another you know another good young man and that's um my lovely son ben and you know ben you know agreed to stay in the family home with with um you know my ex-partner and um make sure she was okay but also look after himself and he said actually you know his mum actually did behave fantastically well i think she probably realized things had gone too far and things needed to change and he did say actually, you know mum was pretty good to him so that's good news as well and since then yeah well you know we all have our ups and downs in life but you know i've got a lovely partner and you know we live in a very quiet spot and um in the countryside and 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 life is good and my my child my children are healthy and well so um there's ups and downs in everyone's life if you can come through it that's that's a beautiful thing
4: hi there it's billy taylor for me it was a real no-brainer uh, I come from a firefighting background and worked for over 12 and a half years as a whole time firefighter and are. Our- role the whole reason for a job is to go out there and help people but there's always occasions when you arrive to a situation and there is nothing you can do to help that person and and that does have an effect it has an effect on on everybody and the strangest thing normally is that the people that you would expect not to be affected like that often the people that are and there's this stereotypical image of men that We have to be strong. You know, we have to be resilient and we have to be capable all of the time. And, you know, I know six foot three, 18 stone rugby player firefighters who have suffered terribly with PTSD and it's not you. It's nothing that you can do about it. It's, you never know if it's going to pop up. Who knows 10 years down live from now, there could be things that I'm, I'm suffering with. And right now on the back of COVID as well. I think that there is a huge pandemic of mental health issues that's going to come to light on the back of this with not knowing, you know, what's going on or when the end is in sight is peaking people's anxiety and the lack of human contact is really feeding into people's depression. You know, my partner is also living with PTSD and it doesn't matter who you are. And it doesn't matter if the trauma is large or small or is perceived to be from from the outside, from other people. Your own problem is your own problem. And I think there was a long time where you would see on Facebook, you know, you should be able to talk, you know, open up to a brother, all that kind of stuff. And there was never really any links about where you could go and do that. And people often don't feel comfortable talking about their problems to people that they know and human actually provides these spaces so especially right now where we can't go and be in groups they provide online sort of chat rooms really where Anyone can be involved. It's, it's anonymous. I don't think they, they really give you prescriptive advice, but it's just somewhere to be able to go and talk about the issues that you're feeling. And I, when you understand that you're not alone in the way that you feel, I think that gives people a lot of hope that, you know, why, why am I feeling like this? Why well, shouldn't be feeling like this? I should be strong and I should be just brushing this under the carpet. Why do I feel this way? You can't help it. It's not something. If you've never suffered with it before then you know i don't think you can truly understand i i think i'm quite fortunate i've never been depressed or anxious so i'm fairly happy-go-lucky with most things but i know a lot of people that have and to see the impact that it has on them is is huge and completely debilitating so by providing me spaces now during covid uh, i think it's, it's it's great that people don't have to sit in silence and they can understand better through communicating with other people you know if if they've got ways that they help manage the symptoms then that can be a shared resource and it's run by volunteers right now it's impossible to go out and get you know fundraising is very very difficult so to keep everything up and running is very very important and i don't know i think it's something that touches everybody i think that everybody's either suffered with it or know somebody that has and it has a huge impact on the country as a whole i mean it's you know it is the biggest killer of men under the age of 44 i think and when you really think about that statistic that people you know guys committing suicide is the biggest killer uh, you know above heart disease above cancer above all of that it's an incredible statistic really that you know not enough people know about but it's really a, again rose about giving us a platform to talk about this and hopefully giving people the courage to step forward because asking for help is so difficult we're not used to it we're not used to it and it can feel you know there's a certain stigma attached to it and it's trying to get rid of that stigma uh, and human is, is all about that kind of stuff and they do have spaces where people can go to i think it's four or five different cities throughout the uk where you can go along and, and again do the online stuff but in a in a room and i think it's a fantastic service it's so needed right now and if we can do anything at all not just to raise money for them but to raise awareness of that's where people can go and just don't be worried about asking for help it's not you know there's no shame in it at all most of the time it's not people's lifestyles it's traumatic incidents or chemical imbalance or whatever it is yeah i think getting rid of the stigma and encouraging people to talk encouraging people to realize that it's not their fault and if you can't handle something that's that something needs to be addressed and you should be able to ask for help before it's too late. There's too many people been lost. I've lost people to my life and suicide and I, I know what that feels like and there's no need for that. There's no need for families and partners and sons and daughters to be going through that. There is help available out there.
5: hi my name is barry hayes i am not rowing on this adventure with the guys but i am one third of monkey fist adventures billy taylor who's the skipper is one third alex mason who is the host of this podcast is one third and and i'm the other bit i've been super lucky in my life to have been able to take on some of these big adventures myself very lucky to have rode a couple of oceans and climbed some mountains and all the sort of good stuff but what i found was that once i was coming back from those big adventures i was really struggling with my mental health and and it's perfectly normal to have sort of post-adventure blues, I think, after you come back from these things. But it was it never really sort of fixed itself. So particularly when I came back from rowing the Pacific, I, I found myself in a fairly low place and never really recovered from that. And didn't realize that I was suffering from depression, but it sort of got worse and worse and worse and worse over about six years um, until, and anything I did didn't really help. And to be perfectly honest, after about three or four years, I was fairly confident that I had fairly serious depression, but... I really, really felt that I couldn't do anything about it. You know, one of the things that I do is, is motivational speaking and I'm telling people about you know, mental strength and here I am uh, not even be able to tie my shoelaces without having a breakdown in the morning. So I couldn't possibly go and have that on my record. You know, it just went against all the things that I talked about. But what I actually realized, I think, was that there's a very big difference between mental strength and mental health. They are linked only by the word mental they are not the same thing or even related you know eddie hall is the strongest man in the world he still gets sick sometimes he gets sick because he is the strongest man in the world uh, so they're just completely different things, and anyone that needs any support with mental health, they have to reach out. And one of the one of the uh, problems that I was I was sort of having was was that initial initial conversation trying to access the support that I I, I probably needed, and it got to a stage uh, in May last year. Uh, we were in lockdown, and uh, um. <clears throat> So uh, we were in lockdown, and I uh, I decided that I was going to kill myself. So uh, I got in the car to go up to the Aqueduct Bridge near where I live um, to jump off. And <clears throat> as I was sitting in the car, I finally sort of I was just crying, and then I. I eventually came inside and I spoke to my partner about it and I hadn't spoken to her about it before. And, and she sort of said, you're not going anywhere until you've spoken to the doctors about it. It seems so stupid because it's, how is, how is, you know, I was, I was worried about going to see a doctor because it was going to impact my potential career. How is jumping off a bridge uh, better than that? It's just, it's just how you're, mind gets uh, sometimes when, particularly when you've got depression and uh, anxiety, things like that, you make really strange uh, decisions. But thankfully, I got in touch with a fantastic doctor, a really amazing doctor um, or mental health professional, uh, and he coached me and he got me through a huge amount of stuff and just Purely by talking, purely by sharing that story, it made a massive difference. It completely everything was 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 better, um, and it and it was almost instant. You know, I certainly wasn't fixed and fine again, but just being able to have that release of talking to someone who completely understood, explained that it was completely normal, it, it made it made the world of difference. I was I was signed off work for quite a lot of time, and I think I needed that. I really needed that. Um, work was quite stressful at the time. I think everything is in COVID. You know, I think I think perhaps COVID may have been the straw that broke the camel's back uh, and I thought that you know I think that is, is really key about what we're doing with this ocean road We've, we're doing it to sort of highlight mental health um, awareness what you can do to get help because I think everybody in this weird COVID world is being impacted by COVID but not so much from the physical symptoms now it, it's awful COVID and, and so many people have been killed by it and there's so many people who've, who've suffered through it from the physical symptoms but I genuinely believe that the impacts of COVID will be be more on the mental health side of things. I think that will we will have if we're not already having a pandemic of of people with mental health problems. I obviously had my issues, and my my dad unfortunately he he struggles with with, with uh, alcohol uh, addiction. Once we went into lockdown and nothing was open and there was no reason to go out, it really developed into into a far more serious uh, problem uh, during COVID. And unfortunately, he died from it in in September an hour before my 40th birthday which was which was uh, not ideal <laughs> but you know and, and i I've, I've got you know what well, I've, I've sort of got to be upset talking here but it's not you know i'm certainly not a a sad and 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 upset person normally i'm fairly upbeat but i think that's the problem you know if, if if you're the upbeat guy then most people never really question whether you perhaps got any issues so they're not going to help you so you need to be able to help yourself and that is why we found human such an amazing charity to support and be aware and get, make people aware of um so they do these things they do lots of things a lot of campaigning uh, to sort of to support men's mental health basically but they have these things called human spaces and they are brilliant they're there, there's there's some across the country i think they have four now in yeah london manchester edinburgh cardiff and which of course because of covid we can't go to those but they've set up an online human space and if you go on their website which is uh, wearehuman.org and so look on there for the human space there's a link to it if you're a man and you are struggling somewhat you do not need to be about to jump off a bridge. And, and, and if you are, then that's a great place as well. But it's if you're worried, if you're concerned, if you think you're starting to have feelings, people would much rather talk to you uh, and help you out at that early stage than if it gets so serious. You know, just go to the human space. You, can, you, you don't have to have an invite. You don't have to tell anyone you're going to be there. You just turn up at 6.30 on a Monday and you're connected with a pile of other people who want to just... Share and talk, and you don't even have to participate. You can just sign up and be silent in it, it, it and sort of until you get get more comfortable. But it's an enormous, enormously powerful tool, uh, and that's kind of how people with depression need to deal with their depression. There is no magic fix. There's no sort of single solution, you know, uh, but it's a a matter of having as many tools in your arsenal as possible. So for me, I I have tablets and and antidepressant tablets, but, you know, I have to be careful of my alcohol intake. I have to look after myself. Things like the the human space are are incredibly important. Talking to mental health professionals, you know, as I say, they'd much rather talk to you when you're a little bit worried, rather than when it's too late even things like sort of mindfulness and meditation and exercise and all those all that good stuff it's not one a single one of those things is the answer but they are all tools in your arsenal to help you get through your your demons your your battles it's an incredible charity, Human. Uh, they really are looking at mental health from a quite a different angle, quite a revolutionary way, and it's going to be really exciting to to follow this this row. And, and and whilst we follow the row, we'll be able to sort of look at what Human do, uh, how they do it, uh, and try and direct people to go and go, go and go and use their services as much as possible.
0: Thank you to all the guys for being so open, honest, and vulnerable in sharing their personal stories. It isn't an easy thing to do, and that is why charities like Human are so important. If you have been affected by anything said in this episode, please reach out to someone. Human can be found at wearehuman.org. And if you would like to support the team with their fundraising, please make a donation on our JustGiving page, the link to which can be found in the show notes or on our website, monkeyfistadventures.com.